This is Chiezan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you. I wanted to talk about education, so uh, uh, it was suggested to call it real education since that's the way it showed up for this person, and it does for me also. Education is a interesting area. There's experts on that everywhere. I'm not one of them. So I'm just someone who was not educated very well by the school system back in the previous century. The important thing about actually helping someone to learn or edu- educate them is to meet them where they're at, not require that they come up to your kind of standards. Standards are based not on education, but on controlling. This is not to say that that you, someone who's does really well at passing tests or studying formulas and applying them. I'm not saying that they're less, perhaps they're even more uh, powerful as uh, people who are functioning in terms of working in the world and with whatever kind of uh, business or uh, skill or trade or profession may be the case. Uh, As example I'm giving is I'm not saying that a, a person who is going to uh, be a surgeon shouldn't have a lot of, of not only training but a lot of uh, testing but that testing may be uh, not just in memorizing things it should be more of a hands-on situation it would be a lot more involved in that uh, so <clears throat> what I'm saying is people learn differently I'm not saying there's 15 ways you can learn or 22 ways or eight ways I don't know I'm checked into that part of it but I just know that the way that in which we get uh, an education is not just uh, a bunch of facts and figures and things that we memorize and formulas and so on. Not that that wouldn't be part of it, of course. Not doing away with that. But what I'm suggesting is that we could actually meet people where they're at with the particular uh, intelligence or understanding or perception that they're having not try to correct it and correct them into some certain way where everybody's living up to a standard. Everybody has this memorized. Everybody takes this formula to apply it to this and this and this. You might give someone the problem and let them see if they can come up with a formula rather than make them memorize a formula. It's amazing we have any progress at all, if you want to use that word. Any, any place we do make progress, if you look at back into the scientists and so on in the past, including Einstein and uh, other scientists, were quite renegades, often. An example I'll give here is in this monastery, in order to train monks to be able to teach the Dharma, uh, no one is, is required to memorize anything. People do, but no one's required. No one is required to pass any test. Not that there isn't something like that happening, but the kind of evaluation that's going on is very, very situational and conditional. Nothing to live up to. Excuse me. I often say to people that I am endeavoring to train to be Dharma teachers who want to make their whole life about 
studying the Buddha's Dharma, be, becoming fully ordained as monks. I say study, <coughs> practice, train, train your mind, face the wall, study the material. We study right now 12 different texts, I think, in different places. I don't know how many altogether. And then we study those every day, study those every day and, talk, and discuss them, discuss them with the teacher, discuss them with each other. And when someone doesn't says, well, I don't understand what uh, Dogen meant by this, or I don't know, understand this particular line in the Lankavatara Sutra, Samdhinirmachana Sutra, or any kind of a text, uh, the idea isn't there to get it. Different kind of understanding or learning is happening here. So as I've said, and I'm saying it again, the important thing is to study it, not to learn it in the conventional sense of, you might memorize it, but it might be more important for you personally to just study that over and over and over again, rather than trying to get some kind of a, a standard of, of not, well, now I understand that material. The book that I recommend uh, often to people is a book that I read many years ago called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. We've studied that. We've been studying that for I have been leading a study or involved in a Sangha where that's being studied for about 45 years, still studying it because that is not about accumulating information, different kind of learning. The actual understanding, the actual awareness, the actual awareness that you're not understanding that is awareness. It's not the cumulative kind of understanding that can be applied so you can get ahead or build a log cabin or learn how to how to uh, operate a sawmill. Young children, in, uh, elementary, primary school, secondary school and so on, quite often they're just they're forced into particular categories so that uh, instead of actually working with someone where they're at, instead we we, we force them to all live up to a certain standard. And when we do that, it's not that some people don't do, will do just fine doing that because their ability, their, the way they function in terms of concepts or language or abstractions or formulas is, is different than the person right next to them, same age, but they may learn in a different way. I learn visually. I don't think in concepts. I'm not saying that that's somehow better. Maybe it's terrible or worse, but I, I see what I'm thinking about. That's the way I learn. And I my memory functions situationally. I'm kind of that's where I'm coming from on this is I've had to had to train myself more or less, other than the help I got from my, my Dharma teachers. Again, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that some people shouldn't totally learn, memorize, and function in that way. But we should have more openness. Uh, Mont uh, Maria Montessori, uh, early pioneer in childhood education, was had uh, some very interesting ideas about actually helping the child where they're at, giving them responsibility for doing things. One of the things that she did. And also, the other uh, one that I read way back in the early 60s when I... Uh, I think it was mid-60s, was uh, by A.S. Neal. It was a 
uh, from the UK. Um, had a revolutionary idea about how to address children. Actually, he's doing what I'm saying is meet, meet them where they're at. Work, work with what they want to do. What do they want to do? What, what really excites them? What gets them interested? They want to just build tree huts? Let them build tree huts. They want to just play army? Let them play army. Instead of coming up with your idea about that. You're always going to have some people that just want to learn math or they just want to learn, um, you know, whatever, any, uh, any other kind of di discipline, English languages or, and so on. And this way you, you gather everyone in so everyone can have the opportunity to participate in that instead of making it some kind of competition, which is not a good idea. Let me say it so you hear me clearly. You should ask questions about this. And if you want to engage in any kind of discussion, I'm here. Competition is not healthy. It's not, you talk about healthy competition. What do they call that? A, a red, a red fish or blue, blue duck. It's not healthy to do that. It, it separates people, divides people and, and creates a, a kind of warfare. If you appreciate this teacher, this teaching, this community, this structure that comes to you every day somewhere, either on the evening uh, evening situation or all the practices that we do during the day, help us, support us, donate to us. I spent many, many years not asking at all. I'm asking now. The vision here is getting bigger. I'm happy to discuss it with you or answer questions about that. but. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here, but I want to make sure there's a strong as strong an anchor. I'm dropping anchor right here. This is a, a, the center of this mandala. It might not look like the center of anything. I'm very much interested in not reaching uh, uh, Ukraine necessarily. I'm interested in re reaching three miles down the street to the junior colleges down there. They don't even know we're here and they're, couple miles away. I'm interested in expanding that way into this neighborhood to fundamentally help people. And people who tune in to help you. So if you appreciate this and you, you can help, then go to the donate page on our web website. Shoka. Shoka Bong, does individualized education have a social aspect to it? It's completely social. Then, then you're actually, you're, you're a total person. Imagine when you were in the fifth or sixth grade, how you felt. You don't even have to tell me. I know you pretty well. I can imagine what, how terrible that must have been from you, for you. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah so it, people need to be met where they're at, young people especially. It's terrifying to be seven or eight years old and have... Everything is all competitive and who's doing better. It's a terrifying situation. I'm sure you all have your stories about this too. So I'm, I really, let's open it up a little bit for questions. Yokodo, do you have a question? Yokodo Bowing, yes, I do. I was wondering out in the working world, um, if you don't engage in that competition, you end up at the bottom of the pile, especially if you're a minority what's your, or a woman. What's your question? I hear you. What's your question? 
how do you not engage in that competition without engage engage in it if you if you need to then that you could go ahead and engage in it but that's also that's a, that whole structure is a setup a competition getting ahead uh, our description of that in the in the uh, in the Buddha Buddha's Dharma is the the jealous God realm trying to get ahead the whole executive climbing to the top getting ahead of everybody else competition is not healthy it might be might seem healthy I'm not say, saying people shouldn't play football or basketball or anything but the fundamental underlayment of all that is warfare. Actually teaching people to fight each other. Not a good idea to do that. So when it comes to the, when it comes to the uh, getting a job or having, having to be in a business where you feel there's some kind of competition, I would say it would be very situational in, in every one of these. But the fundamental idea, and you have to start somewhere, might as well start with your mind stream instead of the mind stream of people in, uh, uh, who are in the CIA or people who are Jeff Bezos uh, henchmen. You can do it. If you're listening to me, then you're a, probably a meditator and you're probably inter interested in training your mind on a fundamental level. And I'm saying you can do that. And I'm not against, I'm not going to go out and be against uh, conventional meditate or uh, education as it's set up. Just that you could consider doing it a little bit differently. More? Sort of allowing um, for the students who did or do do really well in the conventional Western education? Yes. Are those students being met where they're at? It's probably closer to it because it, it aligns itself with the standardization of the educational format, which is testing and uh, here's the information, study all this, and then, then you get tested on it. So probably, but they're not, they're not getting as good an education as they could because they're spending their energy trying to pass a test rather than uh, spending their energy seeing what is it that they are e even interested in. Meet that child where they're at. If they want to build tree huts, they should be building tree huts. There's plenty of time. If you read A.S. Neal, you'll see that it's, there's plenty of time later if someone decides when they're 15 they want to do something else, they can learn math like that. If they need the math, then they'll learn it because they're motivated because that's what they want to do. So, I mean, I, I can... How... how um, how many people in here, and just raise your hand, how many people uh, in the last week have used algebra? Anybody? <laughs> you know, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You've actually used algebra? Maybe. No, you have not. You've used, you've used standard arithmetic. <laughs> Uh, tell me how you've used algebra. So I understand that like all computer programming functions are algebra and you take a, a variable and you perform operations on it. 
Say that again in another language. <laughs> Say it in French. <laughs> you mean you don't speak French? I'm so disappointed in you. Okay, make an exception. And and uh, the thing I would say is that it's situational. If you needed a course, then you would then you would study it. Then you could find a place to study it. Uh, I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's everyone is sub subjected to that because it's it's the easiest way to control people. And our government, our whole society, is about controlling people. If you haven't noticed, I'm not here to get into some kind of political thing. I'm talking to any of you specifically. Just consider it. Consider your own education. Consider if you were going to teach somebody something uh, that is especially something that's very difficult. How would you do that? First of all, might be good if they're interested in it. What do you say to that? That's why the people here who are monks or live in this monastery, highly motivated to study this material. And this is not easy material. Even the people who know algebra have difficulty with this material and have to come back and study it and study it. And we have different ways of doing that. A lot of it is repetition. You come back, go through it and go through it. Don't test. But testing is not helpful the way it's commonly used, unless you want to, unless you want to participate in that, say, yes, I'd like to test me on this. So ask me questions about this. Someone asking, uh, to be helped in that way. And so the way we train people here, for those of you who have attended your uh, monks talks, you'll get an idea. And if you haven't, that might be something interesting is people study and study and study, study. And then they're said, okay, now you've been studying this. Now go talk about it. Get up in front of people and talk about the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path. The, the five dharmas, the the uh, uh, the three own beings or whatever it may be about traditional Buddhist teaching. Then you go in and you look at the material and then you present it. Good way to learn it. You you won't realize what you know because you will not be hindered by what you know. You will not be prevented. What you know will not prevent you from seeing deeper into the nature of what consciousness actually is, which is what about what the spiritual path is actually about. Did I mention, did I mention going to the donate page? Oh, okay, good. I just saw that ask thing down there again. Is Susan here? Yeah, she's here. Take it with Susan. Yes, you have a question. Oh, no. Anubai, how important is it to develop a critical thinking skill? Okay, develop is a word. What do you mean by develop? Give me an example of critical thinking, quickly. Taking some um, different combinations of data and uh, developing your own perception, opinion, uh, direction from it. Okay. Uh, you, you're studying, you're here, you've been here several years, you're studying the, the Dharma. Don't you think that's happening in the situation that we're, uh, the way we're studying here, that there's no requirement to do it. And if you're a monk, then you're going to have some requirements, but there's no requirement, requirement to be a monk. You can live here without being a monk. So I think it needs to be situational rather than some kind of class in critical thinking. So that way each person uh, works with that on their own. When I talk to people individually, people use that in some ways, in some ways, uh, 
They're not using that at all. What I would call critical thinking. Are you a critical thinker? Oh, no, buying. Um, I've passed, I've got what, nine years of education, and I did most of that without critical thinking. I did it with understanding the system and providing the system with the answers they were looking for. You have nine years of education and no PhD? No. <laughs> Do you have any counselors? And so you, you studied uh, ancient Greek history and three or four other things that aren't disconnected this afternoon. You feel like I'm mocking you? So perhaps there might be a situation where that would be a, an actual thing you should study or work with, possibly. But also it can come up in the situation you're in. That, that it will happen just by the nature of, of your interest, what you're really interested in. You know, if, uh, if if all of us had to uh, had to do a certain thing, a certain kind of process or function in a certain way to pass a certain kind of test, so we could even get fed, it would be a lot of people would go without eating. In, in some households, children do go without eating because they don't perform the way their parents think they should. Maybe you've been in one of those households. So I'm saying, be respectful to people's wisdom or knowledge or understanding and to their confusion and their difficulty and their challenges. Be very respectful of that. Meet the child or the adult right where they're at in that. And again, I'm going to go back so to make sure that you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that if you uh, need to, if you become a, um, what, you know, a surgeon or something, you don't need a lot of really strong training where you need to know the name of this and the name of that. You might need to be some testing there. But it doesn't have to necessarily happen when you're in the fourth grade, when you're in, when you're slowly getting into what it is to even be a living being, to have that dumped on you right away. Questions? With the most recent uh, student that I was tutoring in math, I had the intention to meet her where she was. Yes. But I noticed a lot of um, self consciousness and fear around mm -hmm. not being helpful or not knowing the answers. You felt fearful? Yes. Because you didn't know the answers? That was part of it, yes. Okay, say more. Um, and there was a lot of pressure from her mom to make sure she was performing at a high level. So I never actually felt helpful in that situation. I'm wondering how do we meet someone where they're at with, when there's a lot of self-consciousness here? Well, you look at the system you're dealing with, and the mother is, is, is it's a daughter. And her daughter, she's running the whole show. She's not going to, she need, needs to have that, I'm assuming, needs to have that daughter live up to a certain standard. So you're, you're, you're up against a particular structure that is believed in and abided by, and you're just kind of required to do that. So I don't, I don't know other than just trying to, you could say, empathize with the plight of the, the child who, is, who is, has her mother breathing down her neck, shall we say. Uh, you might have to just work with her, see if you can't help her where she's at. 
and see where her uh, difficulties, handicaps, or challenges are, and just meet her where she's at. You might have to teach in a very conventional way. You might have to find an area uh, that she has difficulty with and find a way to get her to repeat that over and over and over, over and over and over, I think, so that so she doesn't have to uh, apply a memory tactic to it uh, rather than the tactic of just repetition, which is very powerful. How do we work with uh, I don't know exactly how to characterize it the I don't know I went blank well you know uh, let me say this much and then I'll go to uh, Sanchez the question is you need to be work work with people where they're at in the particular inability to comprehend uh, whatever that may be and, and meet them in that rather than try to drag them out of that into some some other realm or some something that they're they're not even uh, um, their particular personality or whatever is just not ready to do that yet those people are considered not very smart or failures or uh, so we need to meet them where they're at. Since you, I'll come back. Since you bowing, I was thinking of all the harmful conditioning that can happen in school. Um, let alone all the other areas of life. Yeah, a lot of teasing and bullying and things, and a lot of that comes out of comparison. Who's doing better? Who's better looking? Who's has more money? What your skin color is, and on and on and on. We've all been exposed to some of that somewhere. More. Does meditation practice? Does it break apart that conditioning? It can, but it takes time. It's because the conditioning comes from beginningless time. We don't know where our particular conditioning comes from. I don't know where mine came from. You probably don't have any idea. You, know, you can look at your mom and your dad but you can think no this is this is coming from somewhere else this is not just them and how they've treated me it's very very complicated and that is a that is an untraceable lab labyrinth as far as we know so far i'm not able to trace that interestingly enough you don't have to trace that because everything is available right now from the point of view of these teachings or any teachings uh, as i understand it there is no past and future that's those are concepts everything is now right now and your own mind is going to say well that's not really true because i remember yesterday and it's not now and i'm thinking about tomorrow and that's not now so he's wrong you can do that what's that old saying it's a free country so far but those are concepts there isn't anything but this you can set time aside that 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 dimension is a been dealt with a long time ago. More? What? How do we work with the fear of not being helpful or not being able to meet someone where they're at? Well, you have the fear, and you have a new function as a, as a tutor, a mentor in mathematics, right? Is that what you're saying? So, what's, what's the, what, what is the difficulty there? 
Is it just that particular person or several people or every person that comes along? Have you identified that? It's, it's shown up most of the time that I've tutored, just feeling inadequate. Um, and it feels like that gets in the way. Like I'm constantly just looking at myself and it feels like it gets in the way of helping. So uh, do you think anything that was anything along that line is conditioned? Your conditioning, the way you were trained, probably could be a little bit of that. So you could go back and look at the whole thing all over again for yourself. You you come up with a formula for training people. You look at the issue is how can I how can I fundamentally take this whatever uh, learning a particular equation or whatever the uh, whatever the dynamic is how how can I fundamentally help someone? And that way, uh, probably some of the inadequacy or fear comes from trying to apply somebody else's formula. I'm not saying that can be done. You can apply someone else's formula, but it's good to have some kind of idea of how that even came about and what it actually is, how it's actually working. So that's part of it. Well, let's see if you can get a therapist. <laughs> you got several of them. I'm, I'm kidding, but, but sitting, uh, sitting practice of meditation, like uh, I think Cynthia was asking about, I think does help us because uh, sitting practice of meditation helps us, uh, uh, hesitate to use this word, but I, I think I need to, it helps us stabilize the consciousness so the consciousness isn't always grasping at this and rejecting that and, and constantly looking for some kind of a gaining idea, getting ahead, getting ahead of the game. This is not helpful. As I said, competition is not, help, not healthy, but your interest or an eight-year-old's interest in trucks or in um, helicopters is a very, very powerful uh, magnet for, for educating a child. And when I say educating, getting them to actually use their own acumen, their own insight about that, include them in it, include, include, include. That can be done. The ongoing. When and how, if any, how do we, and when we, can we talk to our children about this system that they're in that they can't really see until much later? Yeah, you could, you could start right now and if you feel like you connect with a little bit with what I'm saying or maybe something that you might see there that I'm not even seeing. But it's a, it's a terrible, terrible system. And it's and the motivation there is to control people because if you can test people you can control them and if you have a certain do this do that what is it to call the sat test you know if you if you do well in those then you're in i just uh, one of my grandsons uh, uh just got into uh university of michigan uh full scholarship because he's really smart uh, in the sense that uh he um has a, an amazing uh, memory, and also he's able to take any kind of formula and memorize it and apply it. Something that I'm astonished at. I spent about a, maybe not a half hour, maybe 20 minutes. Uh, he was explaining to me. Um, uh, what was he explaining to me? <laughs> I asked him a question uh, about. Uh, didn't, didn't I share that with somebody? That what, did I tell you what it was? Anyway, he just, I think he was just delighted to be able to explain these complicated things. And I didn't just let him go. I asked him about what he was saying. I asked him, can you elaborate further on that? And it was about, uh, what was that? 
shows you. Huh? It was, you're right. I said, explain calculus to me. I said, I have no idea what it is. So uh, sometimes people say, explain it to me as if I didn't know. Well, I don't know what it is. So go ahead. Yeah, it was about 20 minutes. And I interacted with him a little bit. But I think uh, he was quite surprised that his grandfather was interested in what he was doing. Uh, but that not, that's not so much the point, is that meeting people where they're at, even even people who are, um, especially people who, who aren't able to take that kind of a system and master that uh, right away or catch on to that right away. It takes slow. It takes a lot of time. I'm very slow at learning, and that was very difficult. My, I barely graduated from high school because I'm so very slow. But oh, no, my, what difference would it have made if? you were in a system like you're visioning, do you think it would have made for you? Because it seems like the, the difficulty that you experienced learning actually propelled you to like sit in front of that um, picture of Savat Devi for months. I had to train myself because I was not getting the training that I was asking for. So yeah, the downside is you're not getting it. But the upside, if you do have uh, some kind of a modicum of intelligence, then you might you might do go that direction, which I did, was to look at it for myself, find out a way to look at it for myself. And so that's where the open the eye mind training comes from. Uh, 60 years ago of being in the dilemma of being in art school and not having any idea why uh, Cezanne, Matisse, Picasso, or all of those art, various other artists were, why, that, why those paintings were better than, say, something that I would do or anyone on the street would do quite a bit of time. What function does relative knowledge serve on the path? Just that, it's relative. So we use it when it's necessary, we need it. As it says, uh, the, the little story in uh, the Zen tradition is before awakening or before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So it's still you're still, you're working in both of those areas. You're working with, with realizing your true nature through your consciousness, through your awareness, and also working in a very mundane way with uh, feeding yourself, making a living, doing uh, algebra, and, and generating whatever you can do to make a living, basically. But maybe that's not your question. I guess I'm curious, it feels like the education system is focused on like a career orientation. So I'm wondering how someone just making their way through life should relate to learning. Um, like, is there a goal orientation? Like, how do you relate to relative knowledge with awareness to figure out what it is you want to do? Well, the way the system is set up, it's very difficult to do that because there's just one way. It's like you walk out of here. If you're not doing too well here, if you're if you're not actually being educated by people, but you're just treated as a, a here's the test, pass the test, don't pass and fail, pass and fail. If you're treated like that, then a person can't even ask for help. Uh, I remember asking for help and being scolded because the, the teacher even said, "Well, didn't I class? Didn't I just explain that to all of you?" And they all said, "Yeah." And they say, "So where were you?" Well, I was right there. But I'm slow. And so that was intimidating to me, but I 
I, I think it was in the 10th grade. It was in a math class. And I, and I just shut up. That doesn't mean that that isn't happening to a lot of other people. So what option do they have? Walk out of there and walk right by it, right downtown here. There's a storefront where you can join the Marines. So there, there's the kind of option you have. There's no, there's no real option for going lots of different directions. Being, I mean, there is some, but you have to search them out. And it would be good if a person was doing something they like, they might find out when they're eight years old, they're a woodworker. They don't need to go to, they don't have to go and, uh, uh, as as you've done, and get the kind of education you have, just a different kind of set setup altogether, where the the society is actually supporting someone uh, going in a direction that is really interesting to them. And those things are changing all the time. When I was a uh, uh, maybe in the tenth or eleventh grade, I I remember thinking, why would they have Spanish and French? And we already have a language. I remember that was what I was thinking about, and now. I'm fascinated by language. I just don't have the memory to remember what I studied, but I'm studying it anyway, because it's about the intention. It's not about a goal orientation. It's a total misunderstanding. And I'm willing to fight with any of you about it. Yes. What are we covering up or missing by classifying our, our students and our teachers and our schools and our you're, you're covering up uh, to address your question the way you've asked it is you're 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 securing yourself so you feel safer because if you, if you have the categories then you can relate to the categories abstractions or concepts are not what they are abstracted from or conceptualized about you can't conceptualize your life you can a little bit you might need to do it somewhat you need to know there's a concept between this and that between a, a butter knife and a and a, uh, a butcher knife there's they're knives, but they're different ones. So we need some differentiation there, but sometimes we overdo it to try to get control. So, mm -hmm. are we missing something, or covering something up? We're we're covering up the natural uh, inclination of anyone in their life to to follow their life path as it opens up by by clamping down on it with a controlling society that is a, a, a spiritually, shall I say it this way, corrupt. It's about it's about competition and it's about getting ahead of people and it's about if you can find a way to scratch your way up past other people you don't care what happens to them. I'm not saying there isn't some consideration for others. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but quite a bit of the system is is built on um, lack of understanding or appreciation for people who are. Are, are don't live up to a certain kind of ideal or standard of intelligence. What is the importance of following a life path, having that opportunity? You know, less, less frustration, less stress, less warfare, more of the three C's, what I call communication, cooperation, collaboration. If you're, what I say about the first one, the first one is communication, listen. Listen to what people are saying. And sometimes you might have to ask some questions to get them to express more of what's happening so you can listen some more and not necessarily make any comment. So those cover-ups have to do with, with more about a vulnerability that we may have about losing control. Lots of room for questions there if you have them. Kozan Bowen. Go ahead, Kozan. Isaac has a question in the chat box. Go ahead, Isaac. 
Are you ready? Go ahead. So my little brother is going to be a sophomore in high school next year, and I can tell he struggles with the education system he is in. How can I best support him? Talk to him about what he likes. I don't know what that would be, just because what he really likes and is drawn to is that's that's where his life path will show up. And then I don't know what you can do. I can't remember. I think you've told me before. I think you have two brothers, and I can't remember which one this one you're talking about. Um, I think just listen to him a lot. How's it going at school? And then listen. I, I don't know. I mean, I could come up with a bunch of ideas, but I think you'd be fine doing that on your own without my help. Interaction with him about what's happening, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Yes, sir. Shokabai, it seems like today um, with parents, there's a lot of difficulty in the use of technology and video games with their children. How does a real education support the use of technology? People who are born into it and start using it very young, uh, even if they don't have a natural uh, facility with it necessarily, seem to do pretty well. But the people who have to catch up with it later on when it's way past, um, when it's been developed in the last 15, 20 years for someone as old as I am, it's difficult to work with that. Uh, that being said, there aren't, that doesn't mean there aren't people that my, are my age that are extremely good with working with the, with the technology. But can you get me closer to what it is you want to know? Because that's a pretty broad thing. Shokabai, if somebody, if a, if a child is interested in some aspect of technology, like playing video games, do we limit them? Is that a form of control? It doesn't matter if it's a form of control or not. I mean, you're the parent, so won't be long. You're going to be a parent, I understand. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you got yourself into. <laughs> Children. So I would just say, uh, I would just say meet them where they're at. Um, and if they're a video game situation, uh, I know a good friend of mine is, a, is a, that's a terrible uh, dynamic happening in, in their family. It's uh, where the, where the, it's the pay, they get to have screen time and they get to play their video games, do whatever they want in order to, they're going to, if they, if they don't mind, then they don't get to do that. So it's a big bartering system, terrible way to work with it. And uh, so a lot of that is already developed so far that it's hard to, hard to do anything with it. Um, it would be very situational, but I would limit that right away. I would limit it. It's not that they aren't later on going to go and do that through the rest of their life, just play video games uh, all day and smoke weed. Who knows? Once they're so old, there's not much you can do about it, but you could, you could do a little bit in the, in the beginning. And they have to think about it to think how to how to not take them away from it completely, but put them into 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 it where it's not just entertainment. It's just like if you uh, if you watch uh, anybody watching television, you're going to see the same thing. Aren't we all doing that? Whether it's whether it's 
me, watch me watching television. I'm much a zombie as anybody, but it's it's kind of sad to watch Rumi be a zombie. You know, isn't it? You're his mom. It's kind of you watch him and he's just like, if anything happens in the room, he doesn't know about it. He's just looking at that, that you know, whatever that uh, Winnie the Pooh or whatever he's watching, Woody Woodpecker. So I don't know. I, I don't have a, a solution for that. But the thing that I would say is try to meet them where they're at in that. And when, when they're really young, it might be difficult. So that's the only, maybe the only thing you can do there is really limit it. And I think you do that, don't you? Now you limit. Just like you're you not only limit the amount of sugar you give to a child, you don't give many. I mean, sugar is not a, a health food. You don't have to give them any sugar. Yes. Send to bowing. It seems like that bartering system mm -hmm. can be a very easy or quick go-to. It's a quick one. And it also seems like all of these systems, the education system, all the different systems are mm -hmm. giant bartering. Yeah, I think you hit it right there. Systems. What is an alternative to mm -hmm. that? A lot of communication around uh, uh, children's interest around anyone's interest about what it is they what it is they're, they're looking at beyond just having their mind filled up with you know with entertainment although that's good too but things that they're interested in doing if you watch Rumi play you see he invents things I'm not saying every child's going to do that but he's inventing things about things he's playing with he's talking to them and so I think if you uh, listen that would that would help you uh, and, and the bartering is, is true. It's just not particularly helpful to do that. And is there, well, if there's an alternative to it, maybe interacting more, be more interactive rather than just you do this and I'll give you this rather than have it that way. Although that's the way a lot of our, our careers are, you know, you go and drive a forklift and do that, put all this material that's here and eight hours down at the other end of the warehouse. And, you know, you get 40 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever. So it's kind of a bartering thing going on there. But starting out with that with children, maybe might be another one. We could talk about it sometime. So you see what uh, what comes up. Sir. Sure. Sir Bowing. Um, I did some SAT and ACT prep um, for college mm -hmm. bound students. Yes. And something I noticed or that they would bring up is that um, they wanted to learn something more deeply, but they needed to just have it show up to where the test would accept it. Um, is, when they're coming to me just for that superficial, quick and understanding, is that... You mean as a tutor? Yeah. Um, hmm. How old? A uh, college? 18, 17. Yeah. So say that one more time. I'm going to ask when you in a minute. So what um, she thinks. If they're coming just yes. for a, um, a superficial understanding, is that the best thing I can provide to them? Probably in that situation, it probably is. Just just meet them where they're at, and if they're right in that, then meet them where they're at. If you could do more, then then you would mix it up with them and do more listening to what just what's actually going on there. Maybe they just want to pass the test. The system is already there; it's already all over the place. So you're not going to be able to change much of that, but you could could do something. There's homeschooling. I would like to start a school here. We've talked about it. I don't know if Kelly's on here tonight, but Kelly or Dan, but we've talked about maybe 
getting something where we can uh, not turn people into Buddhists. I have no interest in any of that. But but to have it be an awareness practice so children can be trained in such a way that they can work with with whatever the raw material is, whether it's numbers or whether it's uh, language, whether it's parts of speech or any of that. There's ways of working with all of that that is not not about uh, a lot of uh, um, study this, study this, study this, and here's the test kind of thing. It's just uh, testing is misunderstanding. Big one. Again, like I said, there, there are times when that's the only way you can do it is to test. Chishou, did you have a question? Chishobhavin, yes, I had a question on competition. Yes. If the very basis for realization is the human uh, realm, and human realm is here because of surviving or winning intense competition with other species, yes. how, can, how can we dissolve competition as something useless? Did I say it was useless? Yeah, pretty much. Fine. Yeah, well, let me uh, uh, change that. I, 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 I'm just saying it's, it, there's too much emphasis on it. Uh, some of that is okay. But a lot of it is not helpful because it separates so many people and it elevates some people just based on being able to jump in the air. Uh, and I'm not I'm not against basketball or anything like that. Of course, I think sports are great. People should should do that. And there are, there are ways of doing that that don't necessarily emphasize that. But I'm not here to change the whole structure. So nobody nobody has any uh, uh, has a you know the, the Chicago Cubs, the Detroit Tigers. I'm not against that. I'm just saying that that kind of emphasis working with very very young people may not be too good of an idea early on, especially. So I, I'm not, I'm not against that. Uh, probably sounded like it when I first started out, but, and so further question about that, or if I, if I, uh, maybe I'm, uh, incorrect about that. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe you can help me. So I know I understand the accent now you're placing on. No, yeah. I got it. Thank you. I, I have another question. Uh, Certainly. So again, going back to forget the outside non-spiritual path, even on the spiritual path, uh, teachers don't make uh, student, every student a dharma heir. They pick and choose. Uh, I, I'm sure you do that too. So <laughs> you that, yes, you are. <laughs> but isn't that isn't that picking and choosing and making a? Uh, I don't pick anything. I I I'm, I. I'm... I, I don't know how else to say it. I really don't know how else to say it, and I don't mean to be uh, difficult or, or I, I don't know, or say I have some kind of understanding that's beyond everybody else. I don't mean that, but I really don't do that. I don't, I don't make choices. I haven't made them in a long time. Choices make me, if anything. I just do what shows up next, or I don't do what shows up next. If something shows up that I don't do, it, isn't, it hasn't even shown up. And if it has shown up, then it's a it's a forest it's a forest fire twenty blocks away. So it's not time to do anything about that. I might see it, but it's not here yet. So same thing with the uh, a Dharma heir. I just recently uh, a while back uh, gave Dharma transmission to uh, what was that guy's name? Yeah, 
you know, the, that one guy. So, and, and that's, that is not, it's not me sitting back thinking to see who can I, should I give, should I, no, it's just, it just occurs. I don't know how else to say it. I don't mean to make light of it or say that it's a, that I didn't consider uh, how that showed up, but it was very, uh, very natural and it was choiceless to do that. So we can talk more about that uh, at another time. That is, there's more, there's a lot of room there for questions around choice and choicelessness, which I'm happy to discuss and talk to any of you about. So question? No. Yes. Um, in education, especially with really young people, is group work a good idea? I think some working with several people all around a particular topic or subject. I think so. That's what we do here in our study groups where we sit down and talk about this material together and include people. So, you say one more thing. You could not tell by coming into a group here if you came off the street and walked in here and sat down with a group of people studying the Dharma who are who have been students for a while, you could not tell other than even the, even the facilitator will not function as a teacher. They don't function that way. That's because they're instructed how to actually meet people where they're at, allow people to come in and study the material together. So this way, someone who's never been here before could come in and sit down and not really be able to tell uh, who was new there and who wasn't, other than maybe people wearing black robes. I'd be able to tell more. No, come on. Yeah, I was just thinking and relating to it as a kid, you know, teachers telling kids to keep their eyes on their own paper and um, do your own work and all that stuff. Yeah. It just seems like it. Yeah, you're, 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 you're talking, you're talking my language. That, that's, that's uh, not allowing uh, people to help other people. That's, that's what you're going. Yes, I'm totally for that. This whole uh, cover up your paper or don't copy and all of that. This is baloney. It's not helping anybody. It's what it's doing. It's setting up a standard where, where uh, you know, if, uh, I'm not saying that somebody might not want to show anybody their paper. That's up to them. But to help somebody out, but again, I'm talking about something where you don't test people. That doesn't mean you don't evaluate the person to find out if they're going to be able to, to um, uh, have some kind of participation happening there. So very much people helping each other is very important. Setting up uh, standards where everybody is against each other. Um, it would be very good if the people who, in some places this is done, where the people who are, are extremely good at certain, whatever is being studied, uh, English or parts of speech or mathematics, arithmetic or something like that, where it couldn't help, with, help someone else. How does, in that situation, um, the mentor, how do they, it seems like they must get help from that situation. How does the mentor or the teacher, like they get help from there are, they're really good at math or whatever it is. And they're helping a child. Um, what, what are you I guess I'm looking at what is the collaboration that goes on that, that helps that situation. Most important thing a teacher can do is encourage someone, encourage them. He goes, oh, be encouraging, encourage. 
And of course, it depends on what the topic is or what the subject is. There's some things that you're going to have to do more than just encourage. You might have to get down to some nuts and bolts and explain those nuts and bolts and take the, the students through that several times. And if you've got a class of 30 children, it's pretty good. Be good it's going to be pretty difficult unless you're a highly, uh, highly, um, uh, shall we say, talented teacher who can who can meet lots of people all at once or one right after another. And I'm happy if, if anyone out here uh, thinks uh, I am uh, have a misunderstanding of what this is about. You should you should come and bring your questions or your comments to me as she showed it. Don't hesitate, please. Let's talk about this. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not I don't have I'm not set in kind of an opinion about the whole thing. I'm interested in what you have to say if you have a different view of education. I just don't think we should test very much, maybe a little bit, especially not really early. You hung. I have two questions. My first question is how we can how can we utilize the benefits of competition to best serve children here? I, I think that competition, if there's a, a if, if there's a volunteer, if people want to go in and com, uh, compete in something, then it then it works. But when there's a forced competition, which means that all the people in the class have to compete. It's, it's just not a good idea. It's like everybody goes out in the, my experience uh, of being a child who was not very good at uh, uh, anything, really. Pretty, pretty much a sad sack. Uh, and I would go out and they would play a, a kick soccer or a softball or something like that. And I would be the last one to be chosen on a team because I can't catch, or at least I couldn't then. Uh, probably still can't. But it wasn't particularly coordinated or skilled at that. But I would have liked to have done something else other than that. And what would I have liked to have done? Draw pictures. That's what I did. And But when I would draw pictures, uh, I would get punished because I should be doing something else. So not that I, there wasn't an art class at some point where you could do that. But And of course, there's some competition there because then I saw that everybody else was better than better than me at <laughs> just about everything, but uh, at least I could draw. I couldn't do anything else, so I drew pictures. So I, I got a little bit of uh, appreciation, you could say, or acknowledgement. Yes? With the example of drawing and art, how would you encourage somebody to go into that if that's something that you don't necessarily understand yourself? Well, how did I do it with you? you told me to do it. I told you to do it. I said, draw that. And you said, I can't draw, or all I can draw is circles and boxes. And did I prove you wrong? Yes. Huh? No, you can draw. This doesn't mean that anybody can do algebra. <laughs> uh, but probably, uh, even though I don't, don't feel like I would be very good at that, I would think that if I had someone teaching me and I had a, a real strong interest, and I want to share one. I don't want to just be this all about have this all be all about me and my poor childhood. But I, I know that if I had met somebody, I was very interested in math when I was very young. It was very fascinating to me how that all worked. But I didn't have the natural ability to remember or catch on to things really quickly. I, I would have loved to have somebody sit down with me and talk to me about math or talk to me about how to work with that. 
so that so that long division wouldn't look like the continent of Africa to me, which was you know it's just a that's just an example of dyslexia. You just see things, and they they look the same. And think of all the children who are, you know, um, they're still going through this. There's no real help for these young people, unless that you happen to meet a teacher who, uh, who has a lot of insight into that. It's kind of a natural in that area. So, Yuhong, go ahead. Combine. Uh, I, I thank you for your personal sharing. I see a lot of children, including my children too, when they are labeled, when they are labeled or they label themselves as what they experience, maybe I experienced some level too. So it's really hard for, uh, for a teacher, personally for a teacher as a parent to meet where they are. So my question is, if uh, how can we work with the the school system, just the school system now, even though it's not healthy, how can how can we work with them if I have a desire and intention to help children? I'm doing this work, but I feel like I have a lot of fear for myself and um, I want to do more. Bye. I don't have any <laughs> any solution for it. Uh, the, the, the school system and the whole education system is a huge leviathan. It's been on the move for centuries. Uh, uh, structure is quite a bit, uh, quite difficult and challenging. I would just say, just do whatever you can. The most important thing you can do, if you're talking to me, I'm going to say, train your mind so you don't get what is in front of you, uh, what is actually in front of you, mixed up with what you think is in front of you. Because we tend to project onto something and actually settle for our ideas, our concepts, our judgments, and our opinions about everything, including other people. Sometimes the people that we love the most, we never really see them because we're constantly shutting them out with our stupidity. When I say stupidity, I just mean blindness to what is in front of us, kind of like a cow. Don't do that. You can actually receive that, but you're not going to be able to receive what is happening with others, including your children, unless you're, unless you're not shutting down on your own uh, deeper levels of consciousness. You're actually beginning to... Uh, Make friends with yourself would be the way that the Trungpa Rinpoche would say it. You're actually working with the negativity. You're no, tr no longer trying to correct things in yourself. You're actually with whatever arises. So that, that allows you to actually meet others where they're at and be, have a, uh, a, a communication, cooperation, collaboration. Take one final question if there is one. Um, thank you. Certainly. It seems like uh, the the real education idea works or is received well for people or from people that train their minds. How can that idea get brought to a broader sense? Or I think it's a good question, and I'm I, I don't know I don't know I'm I barely know what to do myself. So I don't know, but it's a very good question, and I'm saying you're a young man. Find out a way to do that. Talk to uh, Kelly and Dan, Dan, who are who are trying to create. Uh, uh, like I said, this is the, this is a monastery, but our, this mandal around here is not about just about Buddhism. It's about culture. It's about this society. It's about this crazy little town in the middle of nowhere. So uh, you do it that way. You do it by. I don't know if we're going to create a school. It looks like it. I don't know if I'll be around to see it, but create something a little bit of an alternative way of working with it doesn't have to be Montessori or 
A.S. Neal or something as outlandish as what he was doing. Uh, if you read his book, he was outlandish. It was amazing. Uh, but allow people to, to show up as they show up with their, with their with natural inclination to study or practice in a certain way. Instead of putting a label on everybody and stopping everybody. I have a lot of examples of that, but I'll, I'll back off here now. Anybody completely uh, um, missing what I'm endeavoring to point to here? Okay, I guess we can close in. Thank you. And, and uh, you hung also thank you for uh, suggesting I give this talk. Uh, so I probably wouldn't have done it if you hadn't asked for it. So thank you. Hi, my name is Sokaren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.